And here we go again. Um, another week, Talking Buds podcast. Good to have you in. Um, is this team tough enough? Because after the Calgary game, that war raged on in the fan base. And like it used to be with William Nylander, you're either, you either love him or you hate him. This team is either tough enough, or either not tough enough, excuse me, or shut up, toughness doesn't matter. They're, this is the most gift, gifted Leaf team I've ever seen in my life. And like they, all they do is win games. So, as usual, and what I always said when, when people would go on and on like this about William Nylander was... The answer lies somewhere in the middle. What say you on this? Are they tough enough debate? Here's my, when I'm watching that game against Calgary, first of all, I thought they dominated possession in that hockey game. Look at the shots. Look at the shot attempts. Even though I, uh, if you look at the quality of attempts, they didn't have it. But when they start getting hammered in a game like that, it's, it's tough to watch. It gets you into it. Like, as soon as Sidorov lays out Kasha, like, all you want to do is be on the ice and be a part of the team and jump in and, like, Morgan Riley did. But it's tough seeing them get bullied like that yes. all over the ice. But if they, in that game specifically, if they get a save, if they cover their man, if they convert a couple more chances, then it really doesn't matter. But, like, it just... It just laid right into the hands of that part of the fan base, watching them get hit all over the ice, and then they end up losing the game by a bigger score than what I thought it should have been. And it just, they're not tough enough. And here, and bringing in one guy, say they go out to the deadline, they bring in one tough guy. So you're in the not tough enough side. Yeah, like they're not. Here's, like, but like I'm not. I'm not one of those people who are gonna be like, "Well, oh, they can't win. They're not tough enough." But when they're in a game like that, they're they're not gonna be able to fight back the way that other people would want them to because they're just not big enough. Can I rephrase the point you're trying to make? I've thought about this over and over since the Calgary game because we're if we're gonna talk about the last two losses, there were two two different stories. There was the Calgary game where after the Kasha hit, the tide sort of turned. And then there was the Vancouver game where Thatcher, Thatcher Demko just played completely out of his mind. Yeah. And they dominated him. And I also want to talk about the Vancouver game a little later because that pro wrestling hot crowd put that game over the... That was amazing. Yeah. So, rephrasing what you just said. I think there was a point in this team's history where they weren't tough enough. A game in Boston a few years ago comes to mind. It was a Saturday night game around Christmas time, and the Bruins were running around. And do you remember Zach Hyman dropping the mitts? And, like, they just had no one, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, toughness is, uh, is not the problem. The inability to adapt is the problem. Mm -hmm. The Maple Leafs have success when they can play a certain way. Wide open offense, up and down, trading chances, run and gun. That's how the Maple Leafs like to play. Yeah. When you play a team that defends and takes away the time and space, they can adapt. So part of taking away the time and space is, yes, there, there's, there's more physicality, but I was watching them the other night in the Calgary game. It's like you can see like Matthews and Marner, like they're visibly frustrated 
that they're not getting the space that they normally get to create and they can't adapt. And that's what's happened in the playoffs last year is the Montreal Canadiens took the time and space away and they don't know what to do. Like they don't. So yes, toughness is a part of that, but what makes the Tampa Bay lightning two time defending Stanley cup champions? You want to play run and gun? We can play run and gun. Yeah. You want to take away time and space? We can take, we can play that way too. And the Maple Leafs, they just, if they can't play their like road hockey style puck moving freewheeling offense, they don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's how no, you stop them. That's an amazing point. Like I can't dispute any of that, but when I look at that Calgary game specifically, I didn't think that they shut down Matthews. I don't think they shut down Marner. Those guys, Marner had 10 shots on net. They didn't shut them down. You know what happened in that game? Their goalie lost all his confidence and was letting in bad goals. And not goals that are tough. Like I'll, I'll give a goalie a bad one every once in a while, but those goals is it's watching a guy who has no confidence. And I think in that game specifically, yeah, they got hit. And, and because they lost, it was easy to point to that. But I didn't think that's why they lost that game. I thought they fought through that. Yep. I thought they they penalty, they were good on the penalty kill. Their power play was good. I thought they played very well. It's just they couldn't convert on chances, and their goalie couldn't make a stop. And I know blown assignments, that happens. But, like, I just – that game specifically, I'm we're not going to blame it on their toughness. They're, they're better – they're, they're way I better than that team. I that don't, team sucks. I, think I don't care what anybody says. The Calgary Flames are a garbage hockey team. Yeah. Every team in this country is garbage. Yeah. Like, they're not tough enough. It's I get it. We're foreshadowing to the playoffs because that's all that matters. But it's just, I think in that case specifically, they, I, I don't like, I don't like the word tough because I don't think they get pushed around like they used to. Like they have Wayne Simmons who goes out there yeah. and can answer. It's just, like I said, it's the inability to adapt. That's the problem. Like, like I there were times in this, in, in this team's history where it was like, like the ridiculous, our power play is our response line from a few years well, ago. Honestly, right now it kind of is. Which, like, but it's just like, I don't think like I don't. They don't. A few years ago, they looked scared to me. They looked intimidated by teams that brought the physicality. That's not what I see right now. What I see is we want to play a certain way, and if you prevent us from playing that certain way, we don't know what to do. I that's what I see. I can't disagree with that. Like that. That's that's a good point. Like if. But what, like, what do you say to the people? This is the problem when they go through a little streak like this or they lose a game like that. Like, what do you say to the people who are just so, like, this team like, are, isn't tough enough. They're not going to get it done. And then there's the other people being like, they're 30, 12, and 3. Like, this it's, is the best. The answer is somewhere in the middle. The team, like, listen, they're going to lose games. And one thing that you said on this show, I can't remember if it was, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, what. You, like, were you admitted, like, we we don't closely watch other hockey teams. I yeah. bet you I bet if you sat and watched any other team, they go through this same crap yeah. that the Leafs go through. So, like the answer is somewhere in the middle. Do we wish they had more guys that went out there and laid the body? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that not having as many of those guys is a huge problem? No, because they're winning a lot of hockey games. Yeah, they're a good team. The huge problem is is they, they can't adapt. And they, like I said, I'll use the Tampa Bay Lightning as the example. You want They can play any way you want to play, and they can beat you at any way. And so, to me, that's the issue. And, and that's on the star players. Like, yeah. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander, 
the top six, Alex Kerfoot, Michael Bunting, they got to figure out when they're leaning on you and you don't have your time and space, you still got to score a goal. Yeah. Get in front of the net, take a couple cross checks, bang one in. That's It's that simple. In the corners. Go in the corner. Like, d- like don't... Just because you can't go in there and do a spinorama behind the back pass doesn't mean we need to f- close up shop tonight. Yeah, that's the problem. See, I get really, I hate the the I told you so crowd <sighs> that forms around this team. Like those people piss me off. Mm. It's it's like anything, anytime anything bad happens, it's just like the I told you so on Twitter. I told you so over text message, and then you got the other side of the people being like, "This is a great hockey team," and why do we overreact when they lose? And I was thinking about it that think about all the amazing stretches they've had this season. I know it all comes back to the playoffs, but I don't even think it goes as deep as that. I think the reason why a lot of people overreact to certain losses from this team is over the history of the past couple of years and the history of this franchise is the losses are like, they never go out and just like tonight was a hard fought night. They, they were better than us. We played hard, but you know what? They got the better of us. It's always a disaster. Yes, yes. It's always a goalie who sucks, a backup goalie who sucks. They get out tough. They blow a three-goal lead. Like, it's just... Well, this is a really good transition to the two other things I want to talk to you about today, okay? Offensively, I think this team rolls four lines just as good as any team in hockey. Yeah, I think other than the Colorado Avalanche, they probably have the best offense in the NHL. This team is Jekyll and Hyde on the ice. They're Gotham City District Attorney Harvey Dent. In the offensive zone, they're Harvey Dent. Yeah. Once the puck crosses the red line into the other in, through the neutral zone into their own end, they're two-face. They are a disaster in their own zone well, right now. Like, and it's contributing to like the struggling goaltending which we're also going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But Justin Hole is Terrible. Like the, the terrible. Yeah. Timothy Lilligren is just in over his head. I see a lot of upside with Timothy Lilligren, but he is in over his head. Travis Dermott, Keith has no confidence in him. No interest in playing. Yeah. Him at doesn't all. want him over anywhere him. near the yeah, ice. He's over him. Rasmus yeah. Sandin. I thought he's I Okay, go ahead. You see tons of like moments in Rasmus Sandin where you're like, you're going to be a good hockey player after you have some more NHL experience under your belt. But it, man, it's like, and even Muzzin, who's like had injury trouble and also hasn't been great. It's Riley Brody, and then it drops off, man, on the on the blue line for this hockey team. Yeah. Well, you look at the first goal against the Canucks. Like Hole goes to throw it up the boards, <laughs> hits a shin pad. Guys by him, scramble in front of the net. Morazic's playing road hockey. Yeah. Marner comes in to cover his man and just does a little, the guy puts it in the net. And then the second goal, bad rebound, not covering your man in front in the net. Like, it's just, it's everything. It's either the goalie's not making a good enough save or letting in a bad goal, or it's a forward not covering the third guy in, or it's a defenseman giving the puck away. Like, yeah. it's just, it's bad timing. Like that's what that's what that Calgary loss was too. It's like they score that goal and it's all good. And then all of a sudden they just go down and it's there's Mangiapane scoring to tie the game and it's like what are we doing? Bad yeah. timing. Yeah. Like just but oh. it's 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 compounded in like it's the defensive zone in general. I think it's all it's everybody. Yeah, yeah, you could yes, point at the defense, yes, but dude, yes, like there's yes. a couple lazy forwards yes, who are just like yes. 
yes. coming in trying for the poke check. And it's like, no, 100%. like put your body on him. Like put your stick on top of his. Is If anyone not named TJ Brody or Morgan Riley is on the ice, I'm sitting like this when they're in their own end. And as you said, the forwards. There's a lot of forwards missing assignments. There's a lot of forwards yeah. out of position. There's a lot of lazy waving of the stick. There's a lot oh, yeah. of not out of position. Yeah. Not tough on your man. It's always the guy coming in to bang in the garbage that they're not covering. Yes. And they're not being hard enough on. Because in either both their defensemen are just skating towards one guy and they leave another guy open or they have them covered and then the center doesn't help. It's just... If I'm Sheldon Keefe, I'm pulling my hair out yep. on the bench yeah. constantly. Yeah. Like, just... Like, what What are we doing? Like, how can we not figure this out? Yes. How can we not figure this but out? But it wasn't this... It seems to have progressively gotten worse, over, like, throughout the season. Like, there earlier in the year, we were saying, like, wow, they've really cleaned it up defensively. Yeah. Like, or was their goalie making saves that we just, like... That's the problem. Yes. Yes. That, that's the problem. And you know what else? You know what? It's just... It always comes back to me for the third time this episode of this side of the fan base and this side of the fan base, because they also outshot both teams like yep. 101 to 50. Yeah. They had like 80 scoring attempts yes. last night or shooting chances. I know. It's like, I know. I know. so then that crowd could be like, Oh, well they just ran into a little bit of bad luck. It's just like, where do you sit? And we sit it's, in the it's, middle, it's, but it's both offensively, they did run into a little bit of bad luck, but also Peter Morazic gives up the first shot of the game. Yeah, Justin Hole, Justin Hole. Throwing the puck Put up Justin Hole into a rocket ship and fire him into the sun. Yeah. Like seriously, this is this is insane. This, this guy cannot. Sheldon already knows this, but like Kyle Sheldon, this guy cannot be in your top four come playoff time. Yeah. It is not going to go well for you if he is in your top four come playoff time. But I also think like watching them over the past couple of games, like. We've had we've had some issues in the past with them kind of getting in the ozone and being one and done. Like, dude, they they're one of the best like possession offensive zone teams dude, in the league right this now. This is like, why I called them Harvey like, Dent. Like, I'd say they're Jekyll and Hyde. They're two face. Over the last 120 minutes of hockey, like they've had the puck in the offensive yes. zone for more than 55 percent. I the have time. I like, have zero complaints offensively, other than what I said earlier, in the sense that like. I wish they could adapt a little more when a team's squeezing on them a little bit. But even then, like you said, like they had a ton of scoring yeah, chances like, and they dominated they ran into possession. A hot goal. They ran into two good goalies yeah. that that stopped them. And then, but just because they got hit a couple times, it looks like they got embarrassed. Yes. But I didn't think that was the case. And they just, they're, they're man, it's so hard trying to pick a side of like where you want to be on this team. Like, how do you feel after every game? Like, I also think what you're how seeing emotional too, are you? But I like, think the extremes and what you're seeing is still people who and listen, rightly so. Like you and I have come on here and we've said for the sake of our own sanity, mm -hmm. we're going to shed our anger from last season and we're just going to focus on this season. Yeah. There's a lot of people who can't do that. And there's a lot of people who watch that Calgary game and are like, here we go again. We're going to go into the first round. You, they're they're going to squeeze some pressure on you guys, mm -hmm. and you're going to wilt. And we're going to be right back here again with another first-round exit after you have a record-setting or what looks like to be a record-setting regular season. Paging Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and they might be getting better to those to that point. It's like they might be having the greatest regular season in franchise history, but 
it seems like they've been doing that every single year, like setting a record doing this, setting a record doing that. Like these are a great group of players who are just totally out of their mind, offensively talented and can beat other teams, crappy teams, teams that are on an off night, just based on how effective they are in the ozone. But they haven't been afforded. We can't afford them the benefit of the doubt sometimes, you know, because like, we've just been burned too many times. Yeah, it's like, like that's a, the problem. It's like a, I feel bad, too, because it's like fool I, me. It's the old fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. That's what people are saying when this, they watch what, this hockey what team. What is this, like the sixth time? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. What's the definition of insanity? insanity? Yes, yes. That's it. favorite line. <sighs> All right. Um, Peter Morazic. Stop letting in the first shot of the game. Can you? Uh, yeah, no, he needs to. He needs to settle down yes. a bit. He's a little. I. I can't. Like I've seen him play a bunch of times for other teams, but like again, you're only focused on your own team when you're watching. I mean, I. I want to go back and watch some film potentially because this guy is straight out of a, a road hockey yeah. textbook of way of playing goalie. Yeah, like just flailing yeah. all, all over the ice, yeah, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. Never quiet, always losing a stick or on his back or out of his crease. And it's like, it's it's not settling to watch. Let's just no, say that. No, it's not. He doesn't seem to me like you. I don't profess to like be a, have watched a bunch of tape on Peter Morazic prior to getting here. But um, he doesn't seem comfortable to me. Like, it's been a weird year. He's He's been hurt a bunch of times. There was the COVID pause. Like, it's it's been a weird year, but he just looks so uncomfortable in there to me. Like I don't. It's sketchy. You're right. It's sketchy. He yeah. plays a sketchy goaltending style, and yeah, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird. So like, yeah. just no one's asking you to be perfect, but like, can you can we stop being down one nothing under two minutes in every single time you start? Sheldon Keith is not happy. Uh, yes, with the goaltending. No, if it doesn't go well. No. He's not. Well, nice. well, we saw he's not a, an apologist at all. Well, we saw in, we saw in um, the Amazon, yeah, that he and Steve Briere can have a prickly relationship sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, someone commented on our Instagram, essentially blaming Steve Briere for what's going on with the goalies right now. He was like, "The more time goaltenders spend with our goalie coach, the worse they get," which is an interesting point because you saw that a bit with Freddie, and like. Part of the reason why I want Peter Mrazek to get his shit together is because Jack Campbell needs a rest. Jack Campbell is in a bad way does he need mentally. A rest? I could you could almost make the argument that he doesn't need a rest because when he didn't have a rest, that's when he was playing his best. Yeah. Now he has more time to sit on the bench, watch Mrazek and get into his head even more. Like you could make the argument the opposite way. I know he, he fell apart in Calgary. Oh dude, like yeah. I am a goalie apologist, okay? Like, I will go out of my way to defend bad goals because there is nothing I hate more as a fan of a of a, of a hockey team than being worried about the goaltending. Mm. So I'm going to try to come up with every excuse to make myself feel better and make other people feel better about the goaltending. But just the timing of that goal he led in the other night, and he just got beat, and then the rest of the night it was just short side through the blocker. It's... It, it, it just reeked like everybody for everyone out there who played any level of hockey, no matter if it was triple a house league, you've had a goalie on your team at some point who struggled, who struggled with confidence yeah. and it's not an easy position. And you know, when they let in 
it's a bad goal. Is that there's something going on up here? Yes. Because it's a very tough position. And that's what I saw that night is I could go out and I I could defend and be like, guys aren't covering their man, which usually is the case. But like, I'm sorry, if you've watched hockey long enough and you understand it, that is a goalie who is so far into his skull. It's not even funny. Yeah. And it's, and it's a shame, really, because ever since he got here, day one, he's been great. Mm-hmm. We, we were kind of chirping him last week a little bit about goalies not making big saves in the playoffs. And then some guy threw a comment and then and threw out his statistics in the playoffs last year. I forget the exact numbers, but they were really good. Yeah. Like, th- those were winnable goalie numbers. He hasn't been bad at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's a Vesna candidate. He's, like... He's an all-star. He's going to get paid $6 million. And then just like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, what happened to him? I like, think he's, know? I think he's, I think he was playing a little, it's It's like we said last week. I think he was playing a little too above his head. And I think For he, sure. But I, and I think he's come back down. But I also think I've, I, dude, I've, I've flagged this with Jack Campbell a bunch of times. I know with some of the older crowd, like mental health is not something they want to talk about. But like this dude after the game. Yeah. No, it's like, true. Like, like, shut up. He might be putting too much yeah, on himself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I don't much. mean that disrespectfully. It's like, no. Jack, just, like, enough. Enough with the, this is, um, and he, like, he looks, like, despondent. He looks so upset. And it's, it's like, like, dude, it happens, yes, man. Yes, like, yes, yes. Like, the best goalies in the world have bad spells. Like, it's, 100%. it's fine. But, like, that makes me nervous that he can get that low. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Freddie Anderson was pretty bad sometimes. Yes. But like he 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 kind of kept an even keel. But like, yeah, I think he was. I don't think he ever dipped no. like this low. No, that's you know? and like I said, that's what concerns me about Jack. And like I I'm coming at it from a place of like, dude, like it's you played really well for us. You're gonna have nights where where you stink it up, and it's just like just come out after the game and say, yeah, not my best night tonight. Want to put it behind me? Yeah, move on to the next. But like he, dude, he looks like he's on the verge of tears sometimes. Because and it's dumb too because. Yeah, he's having a bad stretch right now. But like, how many times have you bailed? How many times you bail out exactly. the team last exactly. year? You had a great year last exactly. year. You bailed him out at the start exactly. of the season. Exactly. You had a good playoff. And if you didn't, if you didn't have number three skating around out there with literally nothing in between his ears, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that that would help you <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. Put him or in- Timothy Lilligren, who is just completely in over his head yeah. in some scenarios. Yeah, like, he needs to relax because, like, it's a give and take. Unless you're Miko Koskinen in Edmonton and you just, like, you're out of you're out of turns. <sighs> like, you've given this team enough in your tenure here that you, you can afford a bad stretch. Just, like, I, I, I don't know how you get your confidence back, but I think rest is almost, like, not great for him right now. Like, I think he actually needs to get in more because – he needs to get that confidence back, but at the same time, it's like if he goes in again and stinks the joint out, like now, now you have a problem. Now well, that's why like, I, I, you want to so, keep putting him in and give him his confidence back. But, but if he if he's letting in goals like that, like he let in the other night, then well, like, this you're not is, gonna you're not gonna win a lot of hockey games. Well, Peter Morazic needs to get his shit together so he can go in and maybe play two or three games, give Jack a little little mental reset, get in there during practice, get like get your confidence back, like yeah. and get in there and. All it takes, like he played um, in New Jersey last week when they won, when they when they kicked the crap out of the Devils, and he played pretty well. It is the New Jersey Devils, that's true. <laughs> but still, you got to start somewhere. Why not boost your confidence by beating up on a crap team like the New Jersey Devils? New Jersey Devils are, are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of uh, what do you think of Friedman reporting that 
um, they're working with Nick Ritchie to trade him somewhere. Two words. Who cares? <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, you know what? I've said it about Kyle. I'll say it again. The home run, the grand slam home run that he hit with Michael Bunting and the just normal home run that he hit with Kasha, mm-hmm. I'll let him, I'll give him a mulligan on Nick Ritchie. Yeah. I mean, like, good for them. Good yeah. for him. Go go get an opportunity somewhere else. I don't know who the hell is going to take him at that ticket. Uh, <laughs> you know what? The, he's in the American you know Hockey League. It's like it's not even that big of a ticket. Yeah, it's just like seems like a big ticket when you're under cap hell. Yes, it's so true. it's like go train to a crap team that yep. wants to finish dead last. And, yep. That doesn't that isn't up against the cap that almost needs to get to the floor. Yep. in a sense, like yep. there's a lot of teams out there that aren't up against the cap that suck right now. I just want to take our our weekly um, moment to poke fun at the Edmonton Oilers. Did you know that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on his 12th head coach? What? Between interim I I that might be that might be I might be embellishing. I don't have my I don't have my notes in front of me, but look it up, Google it after. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has had an insane number of head coaches in his Edmonton tenure. They're in a bad way right now, but if you go look at the standings in the in the West, like they're they're they, they get back on track, they're back uh, yeah. in the playoff. Like I know it seems like hell there, and when you have McDavid and Drysaddle, like you should be a top team, but they like what did we just talk about for the past ten minutes? Goalies, goalies, yep. Like, dude, they can't. What is their save, team save percentage? Is under nine? Yep. Like, I mean, I'm sure they have some serious defensive breakdowns, but, like, you're not winning anything. Fire up Google right there and just type in how many coaches has Ryan Nugent Hopkins had. It's some Boy. It's it's some crazy number. Yeah. All right, it's, let's see. Yeah, it's some insane number. I was reading it the other day, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Stand by, everybody. Apologies to those in in the audio audience. Work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just making you do this so we can laugh at the yeah. Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> uh, in eleven seasons, he's had uh seven head coaches, seven. but that was um October 29th, 2021. Oh, okay. so that means he's on his eighth yeah. now, probably. Yes, yes. Yeah, with Tippett gone, yes. he's on his eighth. Eight, eight head coaches. Yeah, it's almost like that's almost one a season. season yeah, <laughs> I know. Think about that. I don't know where I got twelve from. Sorry, but uh, yeah, it's, isn't that insane? Yeah, that's insane. That's tough. Yes. How he's just like cool career. And you look at you look at um like you look at the Winnipeg Jets. Not exactly. They've been pretty good for mm-hmm. a couple of years, right? But like, look at the what they go give Kevin Chevel Day off is. He's stuck with Paul Maurice, man. Yeah. Like, through good and bad, he just decided that having one coach for that program was best for him. And he wasn't too hot on the button to fire him. Eventually, he resigns, whatever. But, like, there's like eventually, you just got to stick with a guy. Dude, this is part of the reason why I have done a 180 on cleaning house with the Leafs. It's I don't think like, Dave Tippett was the problem. Dude, but do you want to do another? Like, let's just say they, they, they uh, lose in the first round again, the Leafs. Do you really want to go through like a whole regime change and a whole philosophy no. change and a coaching change? Yeah, I know. I know. That was like our big signing yeah. or our big 
That was our playoff win every couple of years. <laughs> this is the was a new guy coming in. Yeah, Ron no. Wilson, Brian Burke, Randy, Carl- Randy Carlisle, <laughs> like just over and over and over again. That was like the big exciting thing for Lee fans because we just sucked mm-hmm. for so long. But I mean, I am sure a hardcore Oilers fan would be like, Dave Tippett did this. Dave Tippett did that. Here, here's the fact of the matter. They don't have goaltending. Mm-hmm. Their defense isn't good enough, just like the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Their depth scoring is worse than the Leafs. And their top scoring is just like, they are what they are. But they, I, I'll be looking at Kenny Holland being like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what are you doing right now? Yeah. How are you making us better? I, like, the same with Zach who? Mm-hmm. You, who's this bum you signed for $6 million? He sucks. Yep. He's not doing anything. He's yeah. probably a day away from an ACL injury, too. They were talking about this on Overdrive the other day about how McDavid's play has slipped, too, and they were just uh, attributing it to, like, the guy's just, like, so over it. Oh, he shouldn't be over yeah. it. He should be playing, like, it's just like you, they're a one-trick pony, mm-hmm. more than the Leafs, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I think the Leafs have more weapons than they do. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. shut down McDavid, and then I guess Drysaddle can beat you on the odd night, but. Yeah, but they're they're not good. No, but again, you you stick any half decent goalie in that market right now, like they're not in this spot. Yeah, they're not in the spot. You look at the standings; they get back on track. They win a couple games. They're back They'll in the playoffs. Yep. Like they're, they're going to make the playoffs. That's yep. my opinion. Yeah, but uh, I mean, all right. Bad. So um, on we go. I just, folks, let's relax about the toughness. Let's also relax. We all know that this is they've played very well this season. Let's just let's just let it play out. Everybody knows what matters. Playoff success. I'm going to beat this drum until the first puck is dropped on game 1 in Tampa Bay, God help us, or in Florida. Oh. I know, or in Florida. Everybody relax. Yeah. All right. That's gonna be that that that's impossible. <laughs> what you just asked everybody, it's just gonna be completely ignored <laughs> yeah. and no one's gonna listen. Yep. Because it's just that's what this fan base is all about. Thanks everybody for checking us out this week. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word, tell your friends. We really appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio form of this pod, hit that uh give us a review, five star review. I almost said hit like and subscribe, which I mean you you should do that anywhere you yeah. listen to us. Just create a couple fake accounts. Yes. Yep. Go out of your way to make sure we get more likes. Five-star review. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617. 
the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.